Hey, boozers. Hey. It's Alexis. And I'm Gabe. And you are back for another Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday mini so Yes, we love our minis. Yes. It keeps us just like going through the week, I feel. Yeah. Because like when we had to wait a whole like week to get an episode out, I was like, oh my God, do we even podcast? I know. I know. Like, but, you know, if you would like to hear more of our voices, why I feel like I'm talking really low. You're like real like, like sensual right now. I you're know. like, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to, what is it? Well, it's like 96.5 does like a R&B type. <laughs> okay. Anyways, but if you'd like to hear more from us, you can join our Patreon because I do want to start getting um like people who are like in a subscription i guess and yeah, so and you we guys can get put, bonus episodes yes and i want to put more episodes out because y'all crazy man i'm a stay-at-home mom and i do fucking nothing oh i feel like this is a lot but we this is like we're gonna do three episodes this week yes that's crazy yes but like we said, it's Wacky Wednesday, yes. so you get to hear from me today. Um, and this is not being lazy, okay? This is being highly productive. We were at the dollar store, and I came across a Life magazine of the world's most haunted places, and I said, "Ooh, that's right up my alley." Mm-hmm. So I looked through, and I picked out a couple, and I think I'm just gonna go. Oh my god, I just like choked on air. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go through a couple of these. Um, there are some in here that I want to do like full episodes on. Oh, okay. But they're, they're they're like little snippets, um, just kind of like some details and stuff like that. And if you guys hear anything that you find super interesting, holler at me. Holla. Holla. And I will be more than happy to make a full episode. But there's so much, like, it covers the entire world. Like, it's not just, like, the United States. So there's so much shit in this magazine. That's cool. So without further ado. Grab a drink. And and let's let's get get cracking. So to start us off, I decided to do something close to home. Well, not really close to home, but it's oh. in the United States. So I got scared for a second. Because <laughs> you just looked over and saw. I, just, I saw the witch and I'm like, great. So this is the witch hunt village, um, basically as known as Salem, Massachusetts. Oh. And I feel like there's so many things to talk about Salem. But I'm just going to give you guys a little snippet. And if you guys want a full episode on Salem, I will be more than happy to talk about it because it, it's it's pretty deep. Man. I want to go to Salem so bad. I do it, too. Like my heart calls there. Your witchy it heart. Just, it just longs to go there. It longs. So, like I said, this is Life Magazine, so it's way more proper English than y'all ever hear me or Gabe talk. <laughs> so just be prepared for that. It starts with, the devil came to me and bid me serve him, said Tituba. The Caribbean slave who was working for Salem Village's minister, Samuel Paris, when his young daughter and niece began to suffer fits in the winter of 1692. Supposedly influenced by the Bayesian woman's fortune-telling, the girls and their friends were soon called victims of witchcraft. 
Thus, the town's notorious witch hysteria began. Driven by ever-increasing accusations from the courtier of possessed girls, the Salem court convicted and hanged 19 townspeople found guilty of witchcraft in 1692. Oh, I just want to talk to them people (laughs) with my freaking pew pew. I just want to talk to them for a second. But not all these souls went placidly to their unhallowed graves. Well, duh. (laughs) No, I'd be fucking angry as hell, man. Oh, I'd be mad like fucking Bathsheba. Yeah, like poor like motherfucker. I didn't do nothing, dude. I would if if I wasn't a witch and I got hung, I would fucking come back. Oh, man. I would haunt. I would haunt you, your fucking grandpappy, your grandpappy's grandpappy, your freaking aunts, your uncles, your sisters, your brothers, their ex-wives. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And the list goes on. Yeah, I would be pissed, man. I would like your children. I'd your make children? some sort of deal to come back to have like some sort of powers and just fucking curse everybody. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'd 100%. Be so angry. I would literally, I probably would sell my soul to the devil at that point in time just so he could bring me back. Well, and I will do his bidding. Well, in fact, three of the hanged uttered hellish curses that some believe afflict Salem to this day. Good for them. Girl Good power. Them. Girl power. So, first is the beggar named Sarah Good. Having lost her unborn child in jail after being convicted of witchcraft in June of 1962, she was brought to the Gallows Hill with four other witches in July. When Reverend Nicholas Noyles tried to elict a confession, a furious good shouted, I am no more a witch than you are a wizard, and if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that like real hit hard back in, in 1690s. <laughs> Like, fucking, that's like calling com- someone a cunt like in today's age but back in like 1690 <laughs> like she was just throwing them insults around or like a karen <laughs> <laughs> call someone a karen and they get real offended that's what she did that's what she did she called mm-hmm. the reverend a karen mm-hmm. she was like i ain't got no manager to speak to i, okay? no I am the manager i am okay and jump forward to 1717. It's a tradition. Noise suffered an internal hemorrhage and choked to death on his own blood. Oh, and apparently, she... the Noise family, like I said, it's a tradition. They uh, they do in fact drink their own blood. What a shame! What a shame! Now, more than a hundred years later, Nathaniel Hawthorne, a descendant of the witch-hunting Judge John Hawthorne, which, by the way, how cool would it be to be like a known descendant of like even if it's like the witch-hunting, I'd be like, eh, that like that obviously like sucks. But how cool would it be to like have like a known like family member that was part of that time? That would be kind of cool. Because my family's lame, y'all. I don't know because we got our cards read. Like, what, like a week ago or something? Like two weeks ago. And weeks I'm ago? telling you, my life has been so amazing since then. I'm not lying to you. My- <laughs> Gabe's, on the other hand, she's like, this fucking sucks. But, like, my reading was, like, so vigorating and invigorating. Can't See, I see proper English is not my thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, my life, like, love is an open door, brah. My life is an open door. My person said that I should uh, practice brujeria. Which is um, Hispanic witchcraft. Which is dark, y'all. Which is dark. (laughs) So dark. So that's that. He's like, you know what? You just need that little push. And this is what can give it to you. 
he said that I need to show people what I can do and I should practice that. And I'm like, I could kill somebody. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're like, I'm an Aries and I don't know my limits. <laughs> Amen to that. Even Until I'm wearing orange and I'm shackled in front of a judge, I don't know my limits. When I told him what the signs were in our house, I swear to God, I had to like lift his jaw back up because he was like, holy crap, that's a powerful house. And I'm like, yeah, wait till you hear Dude. who's who's uh holding the house down. Dude, I swear, it really like, I'm like. I'm an empath, says everybody on TikTok. But literally, like, I can feel pe- people's emotions. And when I walk through the door, it's like a wall. And, like, I have to, like, you know, pull myself together. Because I come from a very, very quiet home. And I have my entire life growing up. There was only four of us. And so it was Not always very here, quiet. Bitches. No. So, like, walking into the home, I have to, like, pull myself together. And, I like, it's fun. It's always fun. Like, there's always commotion. There's always something going on, something to entertain. But, like, it, yeah, you hit a wall. <laughs> and it was funny. There was one time. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, like, way off topic, but this is freaking hilarious. There was a person that entered my home that I did not really care for. And I have a really hard time with, um keeping all that in and so my facial expressions and my body language shows that I do not like you nor do I want you in my home and just the fact that like Gabe and I are so close that I can like sense all of her emotions (laughs) she literally walked in the house and could feel it I sat between them and I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) like I could just feel like the rolling like hatred and anxiety coming from her part and then like just the total disdain coming from the other person and i'm and i was like why the fuck did i sit in the middle like why am i here and i knew she could feel it because i could feel it coming off of myself and i was like oh god and i just like kept looking at her and i was like you go bro (laughs) you go that was not good (laughs) anyways way back on topic so more than a, like I said, more than a hundred years later, Nathaniel Hawthorne, a descendant of the witch hunting judge John Hathorne, used this curse to fuel the plot of his third novel, The House of the Seven Gables, the name of the Salem house that still stands. Um, a so-called warlock hurled implications too. So, because uh, Giles Corey, I think you. Like, anybody who knows Salem knows of Giles Corley. He was, like, one of the only men to be crushed to death. Mm -hmm. And he said, while being crushed to death, he said, damn you, Sheriff. (laughs) Which, by the way. Damn you. By the way, this is in the 1600s, so that was, like, a punch to the gut. Back then, damn, just a freaking terrible word. Now, he shouted this while he was fatally crushed under stones placed on wooden planks in a field near Howard Street. Turn the page. And this is possibly the site of the current Howard Street Cemetery. Um, He said, I curse you and Salem. Now, Hawthorne again said, Tradition was long current that the ghost of Giles Corey, the wizard, appeared on the spot where he had suffered as the persecutor of some calamity that was impending over the community. He was reportedly seen, for instance, in the Howard Street Cemetery the night before the Great Salem Fire of July 25, 1914, which left half of the town homeless. Corey was tortured for two or three days by High Sheriff George Corwin, who was ostracized by the town after the trials. Man, fuck the police. <laughs> when 
When Corwin died of a heart attack in 1696, his family, not wishing to risk a vandalized grave, interred him in the basement on the same site now occupied by the Joshua Ward house. So, I mean, haunted? Probably. They buried the motherfucker in the basement? Yeah, because they didn't want people to vandalize him. Because after the trials and everything went down and it, like, settled, they're like, y'all, what did we just do? Why not just, like, I don't know, maybe, like, an unmarked grave or something? Like, why you gotta bury him in the basement? I, they want a ghost, man. <sighs> my God. In the 1970s, according to Rosemary Ellen Gooley, author of the Haunted Salem novel, the last man to serve in the office of sheriff, the office that no longer exists, was Robert Ellis Cahill, investigated the curse, and wrote that all sheriffs, as far back as he could trace, either died in office of heart problems or retired with an ailment of the blood. Listen. This is why I don't fuck around with anybody anymore because nowadays you don't know who is a practicing witch and who is not. And all I'm saying is just a little chunk of hair or not even hair. You just need some like herbs and some spices and some lemon and then a candle. There she goes with the dark magic people. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm pointing it out. Just okay, point it out. You don't know who you're fucking with. Now, in 1978, Cahill's own stint as sheriff was cut short by heart disease. Now, another accused witch seemed to predict a future conflagration. It's a big word for Elmo. <laughs> no. <laughs> this town... Balsamic vinegar? <laughs> I can't. They said... This town shall burn, shouted Wilmot Red, who was among the final eight victims to be hanged on Gallows Hill on September 22, 1692. Many years later, of course, Salem did, in fact, set on fire. I'm just saying. But none of these doomed town folks could ever, would ever have thought to curse Salem with tourist brochures calling it bewitching, not to mention a 3D haunted adventure, a terror house that claims we're bringing scary back. I'm bringing scary And there's scary even, back. heaven forbid, a statue of Elizabeth Montgomery, star of TV's Bewitched, honoring the episodes of the popular show that were shot in the village where all the hell broke loose. Now, this article also includes a really cool picture of um, a newspaper that I'm going to take a picture of because it's like, it's really cool. It's like oldie and I don't know, 1692 Witchcraft. times. Yeah. <laughs> in like big bold letters, it says, um, a modest inquiry into the nature of witchcraft. witchcraft. Which, by the way, look how they did their S's back then. It took me a mile to figure this out. That's an S because I read it. Those are S's. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah, they look like fancy F's. They look like fancy F's. They really do look like they fancy do. F's. They look really cool. All right. Second one, which we've already gone 12 minutes into this. <laughs> that was only the first article. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Should I do that one? Or... Do, 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 do. You know, let's do the cursed rock in your Ulurlu. That's a thing. <laughs> That's a big word for Elmo. It really isn't. It's like five letters. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's called the cursed rock, um, and it is in Ulurlu. That's how. It, so it's U L U R U. Oh, so 
Spell it out, people. <laughs> it starts off with every day, rangers in Ulurlu Kata Tichuda National Park in Australia's Northern Territory receive rocks in the mail. I know we have some listeners in Australia, so. Yeah, you- help me, please. Correct us. I don't want to be an uncultured swine for the rest of my life, okay? (laughs) Yes, rocks. Or, as the Australian government calls them, sorry rocks. Like, the Australian government knows about this. Ranging from small chips to 70-pound boulders, the stones are sent from all over the world by tourists who have stolen them from Uluru. I feel like I've heard about this. I didn't know anything about this, and I was like, this is crazy, man. Also known as Ayers Rock, the park's sublime centerpiece, and return them because they were cursed. Yes. No, I swear to God I've heard about this. I think it was in, like, a movie or something, and the girlfriend ended up taking a rock after the boyfriend, and their life went to complete shit and the boyfriend didn't know that she took a rock and was like questioning it Mm -hmm. on why their life was going to shit like why is it like this and then she finally told him and he was like no you gotta go who would want to play with that like who would want to test that not apparently a bunch of people i have enough (laughs) bad luck thank you (laughs) so many of these packages contain apologies but about a quarter list the tragedies the writers say followed the thefts one says, things were good in my life before I took some of Ayer's rock home with me, said one British tourist. But since then, my wife has had a stroke and things have worked out terribly for my children. We have nothing but bad luck. Others describe breakups, illnesses, and even deaths. It's just a weird phenomenon, one park ranger said of rocks. This, we stack them up in boxes and every now and then when we get the chance, we return them to the mountains so that people's bad luck resolves. I feel like that's some like uh, Moana shit. How um, had to return her heart? Yeah, to Tefiti. Yeah, I just think it's bullshit that like they know that these people's lives in shambles, and they're like, ah, put it in the corner. We'll get to it when we can. <laughs> like, I feel like they should hire a person specifically, like specifically for that job. Oh, does it like does the curse not stop? Not until you return the rock. Oh fuck! They're like, eh, they're we'll like, get let to it that. simmer. <laughs> We'll get to that. Stand in the corner and think about what you did. <laughs> think about what you did. Formed hundreds of millions of years ago, Uluru and its Enverus, um have been home to the Aboriginal Anagu people for 10,000 years. The 1,150-foot 1, standstone is literally haunted. Like, basically, like it's haunted. <laughs> I don't know why they put literally, but it's haunted. But like ghost haunted or like? um. So they say that animalistically inhabited by hundreds of ancest- ancestral beings. So people, plants, and animals. It's also, they say, honeycombed with hidden sacred song line paths that reflect the creation of the world and that are literally reflected in songs that are engraved into the rock. The Anagu call their sacred sites my grandmother or my grandfather. So climbing the Uluru is um, for them sacrilegious. Um, and one said you should not climb it. It's not the real thing about this place. The real thing is listening to everything. Mm. Which super ominous. Like, what do you mean? 
Um, so to preserve the sacred landform and prevent further environmental damage, climbing um, the Euler Loom. How many times is it going to make me say it? Because I can't say it. <laughs> Until you get it right. <laughs> um, it has been banned effectively since October 26th of 2019. So like they just recently banned it from where you couldn't touch this rock. And I feel like they were like, how far can we push this until people learn their lesson? And you know what it probably was? It was Americans because Americans love Ruin stuff everything. like this. And they probably just kept going over there and they're like, oh, no, my life, it sucks. And then they're like, all right, too many people. We've had enough of this. It's enough. Now, we, meanwhile, rangers will likely continue to receive sorry rocks returned by past climbers whom the curse has filed home. There has been no evidence that, you know, atonement works. So, like, there's no, like, proven fact that when they replace the rock and, like, the apology gets sent that your life is going to go back to normal. Hmm. It might just suck forever. Question. Do you think you could gift it to someone? Like, you gift know? the curse? Yeah. You know how you can, like, transfer over warranties? You think you could transfer <laughs> over the curse? Because I have transfer a few people. Over warranties? I have a few people that I could be like, I thought this would look good in your garden. I thought... You know? You know what? <laughs> Remember earlier in this episode where you, like, pretended to feel real guilty about practicing black magic? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like, he told me to. And I was like, no, that's just not right for me. <laughs> and then you're like... Can I transfer a curse to someone? <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a few people <laughs> that karma hasn't gotten to yet. I'm still patiently waiting, but like, if we could speed it up a little we bit, actually, bit. no, the one person has gotten their karma. They're they're a little um plump. <laughs> they're a little plump. <laughs> Call me fat again, bitch. <laughs> Wow, we just got real deep. All right, well, we're going to end this episode before we go anywhere else with it. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about life. Just kidding. Have a great night, guys. Yeah, and you get to hear from me on Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. See ya. Bye.